to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet you. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion. What we like to do here is we like to review movies and TV shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, just before we go into our choice of the week, we've finally had the news that Disney Plus is coming to the UK and it's going to be the end of March 2020 bit too late for me dave but yes i am looking forward to it i really really want to get into it because there's so many things as a kid that i want to go back on dave the spider-man the hulk stuff the card i love them cartoons dave and i know they're pretty much available now but the fact that i can just sit there on my couch i don't have to go on youtube or daily motion i can just they're there at the touch of my fingers and that's perfect for me and there's so many movies that come under that banner that you probably won't even think I, honestly it's going to be the best six seven pound that i spend over anything i'm absolutely all in on this day one it is a bit annoying though that it comes out so much later than you know all the shows and everything you're gonna do well to avoid being spoiled aren't you if you just go on twitter certainly with our comics in motion account you, we're gonna see what's happening with all the different series so you know that's that's the only annoying thing for me, but it's good they've finally got a date out there. Yeah, I agree, Dave. I mean, obviously, The Mandalorian is actually out pretty much straight away as soon as it's released in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be a bit of a... I mean, I don't know how I'm not going to be able to you know, watch that day, but it's, 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 really, I agree with you. It should have been a global release because it's just... It's poor that... You know, we, we've reviewed stuff, haven't we? Like, you know, Titans and things like that, where we, and Umbrella Academy was on, sorry, Umbrella Academy was on Netflix. Then we had Doom Patrol, and luckily we, we were available to get it on the streaming services. But a lot of people can't, you know, we, we it just doesn't make sense to me at all. It's, it's quite disheartening knowing that, like you said, it's going to be spoiled the hell out of straight away. People reveling that, and you are right, our social media account especially for comics is going to be an absolute minefield when that comes out i don't know how we're going to do it dave but i mean that looks fantastic to be honest yeah i mean once it all settles down i hope they can just you know align everything we've got watchmen going on at the minute that's a fantastic show as soon as it's out in the us it's out in the uk as well so you you're not getting spoiled you're not tripping over things I, I wish they could have just released this Disney Plus streaming service and stuck on all reruns of The Little Mermaid and Lion King and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, and just align everyone. Because I can see that, you know, it's going to take a while to get all the infrastructure in place and everything. That's probably why they can't just, you know, stick it out on a global release straight away. But 
all the new shows. That's the frustrating thing. So I, I'm hoping they can quickly align them, you know. So once it's out and available everywhere, um, you know, we we can bring the shows into line, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now, across to the other side of the comic book universe, yep. we're doing something a little bit different today, aren't we? So, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, we're going to review the 2010 DC animated superhero film, Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Now, with this being the return of Black Adam, you might think I might do a comics background about Black Adam, but we know that shooting's already started for that, and um, hasn't it, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So I don't really want to talk about Black Adam today. And We've already reviewed Shazam, the live-action Shazam, and we went into the backstory about that. So I was thinking, okay, what can we talk about? You know what I'm going to talk about? Talky Tawny. (laughs) (laughs) now talky tawny in what we're going to review is the tiger at the end now he was actually created back in captain marvel adventures number 79 in december 1947 he was created by otto binder and cc beck now basically he's a he's a walking talking tiger who wears tweed jackets and a hat (laughs) (laughs) and one of the things that you know definitely seems to be prevalent because lots of people say with captain marvel oh he's just just a superman ripoff but if you actually go back and you read some of these comics a lot of the magic and the mysticism is a is a differentiator but also just some of the ideas are just batshit crazy and and this is one of them i think so yeah he's he's a character he was more you know in those early editions of from fawcett comics i don't know if you remember when we talked about shazam i said fawcett comics were pretty much put out of business by dc so i do smirk a little bit when you know you get brand loyalty and people are going yeah shazam dc it's like yeah but you put the creators out of business um but yeah so he kind of disappeared around uh crisis on infinite earth he, he is back now but uh he's not quite as much fun i think in those early days he'd, he'd come across from india uh, apparently he was on trial as a as an actual tiger so someone gave him a, a potion i think it was just to uh, help him talk <laughs> you know so he could defend himself and it's just all these crazy ideas that you get in this captain marvel universe and i'm hoping that you know as we get more shazam uh into the to the real kind of dc universe you know they they embrace them fully after the new 52 reboot a few years ago i think it was back in 2011 if i'm right um then hopefully we get more and more of these uh crazy ideas in there now, Chris, what about the animation background? Well, Dave, uh, this was obviously all created and filmed and released in 2010. It was directed by uh, Joaquin Dos Santos and written by Michael Jelinek. Uh, it featured the return or the reprising roles from George Newbern and Gary O'Connell, who reprised their roles as Superman and Captain Marvel, respectively. Um, and obviously the story centers around both of them getting together to try and beat and battle Black Adam. 
Now, it was actually released on November the 9th, 2010, as part of the main feature compilation of a DVD series called DC Showcase Original Shorts Collection. Now, this was the fourth one in that collection, but also the longest with the extended version um, out of all of them that came out. Now, the only thing that of note with this, Dave, obviously, usually I have you know, I have the review scores, things like that. We obviously we don't have that with this sort of content. Is the music soundtrack now? The soundtrack album was by Benjamin Wynn and Jeremy Zuckerman, and it was released in April 12, 2011, and it actually did really, really well. Now, there's a limited release of a thousand units, and additionally, music created for the Green Arrow, Jonah Hex, and Spectre animated shorts, all in this series. And again, Dave, this sort of music, which I can understand because it's very, it sounds like a film, really, especially we're going to talk about this. But it's just interesting that a lot of people buy the music for these animated series, and I've read up quite a few things on that. So, um, yeah, just a little interesting little tidbit, Dave. And unfortunately, it's a short but sweet movie animated background today. no that's cool and like i say it is a little bit different we have done some some animated features haven't we you know we've looked at um batman was it the dark knight or it was gotham knight i think it was we've looked at the the hulk versus we looked at the thor and we looked at the wolverine so generally they are a little bit shorter and there's not as quite as much information you know we don't measure box office and stuff like that but uh yeah this is this is available on the dc streaming service for those of you that that has that and um yeah it's quite a, a cool little little story i think yeah it is it is good to be honest dave now should we have a listen to our trailer dave yeah let's go oh come on man you really gonna take a bomb's money how am i gonna buy beer if this is all you have hey leave him alone mind your own business little man then just leave him alone Got nothing to say now? Sorry, Captain. Last thing I wanted was for you to get your ass whooped on my account. Just trying to do the right thing, sir. And that is why you're the captain, man. You know, everybody nowadays is looking for change. Just wanted to come from someone else, huh? Hey, um, speaking of, uh, <laughs> well, I hate to ask, but... Only have a subway token. Works for me. And next time you see me, I'll hit you back with some change, Captain. <laughs> sure. Holy moly. Is this all for me, Mr. Kent? Since you ate two breakfasts yesterday, I thought I'd better order you three today. You really think the folks who read your paper are going to care about some kid from Fawcett City? I think they're going to care a lot. And I hope they'll want to do something to help you and the other kids in your situation. What's that on your face? Eh, it's what you give for trying to be good. Should have just kept my mouth shut. Be good and good will follow. That's what my parents used to always tell me. But you know, Mr. Kent, I was good before they were taken from me. I was good at the foster home, and I was good 15 minutes ago. I'm starting to think being good isn't good for me. It seems that way sometimes, doesn't it? But that's because good is hard. Bad is always easy. 
Now, just before we get into our review, I'd like to expose you to a new collaboration that Chris and I will be doing with a couple of other podcasts, so 20th Century Geek and genuine chit chat so basically it's us and and those guys just getting together and looking at the journey to the rise of skywalker and we'll be discussing everything going back to the 1977 a new hope or star wars as it was simply called back then we'll be looking at that whole trilogy the original trilogy we'll be looking at the prequel trilogies We'll be looking at uh, speculation from episodes seven through eight and what we think is going to happen in that Rise of Skywalker, the final chapter in George Lucas's grand master plan going back in the 70s, if you listen to him. Um, So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to release some of those across on Comics in Motion. We'll release some on the 20th Century Geek and Genuine Chit Chat. So before we get into our review, I'd just like to play you those promos. It is a period of civil war. After the release of Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, fans of the franchise are up in arms over the retconning of their favourite characters and demanded that the evil empire, Disney, strike this from canon and do not let Ryan Johnson ruin their childhoods. During the battle, mainly carried out on social media, there are lots of theories, rumours about the Empire's secret plans to restore credibility and bring back J.J. Abrams to conclude the ninth part of the story originally envisaged by George Lucas all those years ago. Yeah, okay, George. Rebel podcasters have come together to produce a Star Wars crossover event to try and bring balance back to the Force. The passionate fans of the franchise will cover all things Star Wars in the build-up to Rise of Skywalker across podcasts, 20th Century Geek, Genuine Chit Chat, The VHS Strikes Back, and Comics in Motion. Starting with the reviewing the original 1977 movie Star Wars on The VHS Strikes Back and Comics in Motion, the Rebels will travel back to discuss the original and prequel trilogies on the 20th Century Geek and discuss, debate, and speculate on the latest batch of movies since episode 7 on Genuine Chit Chat. Undeterred by sinister internet trolls, this band of rebels embark on their journey to restore peace and freedom to the galaxy. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians, to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off limits, from movies to politics, and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want a podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton. Now we start off, we have a couple of guys and they're looking up in the sky and they see that there's a shooting star, but it's not a shooting star, it's actually Black Adam. Now, before we get to the young Billy Batson, um, are, are you, were you aware of this character at all, Chris? Black Adam or Black Adam? Yeah, Dave. Purely not Shazam. Not Shazam. Yeah, I hope, I hope, <laughs> maybe I do know because we review Shazam. Um, you are right. Apologies. No, I, I think I only know of him, Dave. And I'll be honest, as you mentioned at the top of the show, he's because of the Rock. I didn't know who he was at all. He's been literally nine, ten years of him saying the Rock's going to be playing Black Adam, and that's the only reason I know of the character. I have no 
sort of context or I've never seen him in anything. So obviously as I've got older, I stopped watching cartoons as I became sort of, uh, I, I don't like to come like a full adult Dave. <laughs> I, like to, I just like to still think I'm a child, even at 40 years old, but, but yeah, it, it's something that I've never, I'd never heard of him to be fair. It, it is interesting uh, You know, I thought I'd watch cartoons forever, but I find just generally watching the animated shows as a general rule, I find them a bit more difficult. But this one, I have to say, did feel just quite breezy, quite light. And it's only like 20 minutes long, isn't it? So I really enjoyed this. I, you know, not, well, I suppose I've spoiled what I think of it straight away. But um, no, I thought from start to finish, this was, uh, this was quite quickly moving you know there's not a terrible amount of backstory we don't need to know you know where's black adam been what what's the after um it's sort of straight into it isn't it well i mean we go from black adam um we meet the young billy batson and this is a much sweeter uh kinder you know, little Billy Batson, isn't it, than we saw in the movie. And he just seems like a genuine nice bloke. He's he's trying to save Talkie from being beaten up and just ends up being beaten up himself. Uh, by the mother of all coincidences, he's having breakfast. Uh, you know, he's just in the diner there with Clark Kent <laughs> and sort of wondering to himself, you know, I, I'm trying to be good all the time but you know it's it's not really working out for me you know how much do i need to be good for it to finally pay off for me is is kind of the message so i mean what what do you reckon to that introduction to this version of billy batson well that's one thing i wanted to say dev i i enjoy it as well actually i've seen this a couple of times now and, and even going back to it again to watch uh, recently i i do enjoy it i think what's nice is because i had no context when we did our shazam review of the latest movie this didn't mess about. I think there's a there's a there's a lovely sort of storytelling art in an animation thing that you just don't get in a movie because it's so weighed down. And obviously, time constraints mean you've got to move it on. Sometimes a movie could be slow and ponderous, a la Superman One, as it, which was our first ever review of Comics in Motion, <laughs> where we took nearly fifty minutes to get any sort of traction in the movie. This just goes, it's 25 minutes long, or just short 25 minutes. And I, I really like it. I think I think the one thing I would say, and I want to ask you as a comic book fan, have they adapted this the way he becomes Shazam? I know the story's pretty similar. The, the, he's on the train and everything. But this thing with Superman, I take it this is just purely for this animated thing. There may have been a run somewhere where it was incorporated, but did they just tell the story differently, or, or do you know that? Like with the history, uh, this this isn't really based on any of the comics. Right. Um, there was a story um, back in two thousand and six, which had like Superman and Shazam. It was called First Thunder. It's okay. It's not. It's not fantastic. It's not particularly memorable. But you know, it was a crossover between them two. But no, this this is really just a, a unique story, purely for for the animation. Uh, and like you say, it does. You'll recognise, you know, the origin with the the train, the wizard, and everything. It's it's got a lot of the same themes uh, for that Shazam origin. So that's that's all there. But um, no, this this kind of Superman Shazam crossover, it, it's, it's not happened the same way that I'm aware of in the comics. Right, that's all right. It's just I asked the question. It just seemed very, very convenient. But but again, 
I think it's really good, Dave. I, I, I enjoy, I've not watched proper animated cartoons, animated movies for years properly, other than when we started reviewing stuff on Comics Emotion. I've loved stuff like The Killing Joke and things like that that we've done. And this is it's really, really good. I think that the pacing's good. I think, is Black Adam actually more powerful than Superman and Shazam? Or is that is that what they're trying to say here? Or is it, is it just purely for this movie that he seems powerful than both of them? Well, no, so he, he's basically got Shazam powers. Right. So he was, uh, let's say he's like Shazam 1.0. Yeah. Gone bad. Uh, you know, that's that's whole, his whole kind of backstory. Um, but at the time, you know, and in the movie as well, you know, uh, Billy Batson slash Shazam just doesn't have control of all the powers, does he? No, no. And in particular... It, it what what I didn't quite work out. So you know when Billy and uh, Clark are, are both there, they're having lunch or breakfast, whatever it is in the diner, and, and Black Adam just comes and he's like, you know, I can smell the wizard on you, um, and he just starts taking names. He hasn't actually visited the the wizard at that point, so I, I didn't quite get that. I the only thing I took out of that was that. Uh, Talky, is it Talky Tony, whatever he's called, had actually passed on that that sort of wizard thing he could smell on him because he'd had that interaction with him in the alleyway. That's the only thing I could uh, take out of possi- it. Yeah, possibly, possibly. And the fact that he can pick up on that scent more than Talky Tony, who's like two blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we just have to go with that, I guess. But um, yeah, no, because I, I, I've, I've seen it a few times and, I was wondering about that, you know, how how does he actually know him? And and I think, yeah, like I say, in that sort of 2011 reboot, I think the the version of Billy Batson there is more similar to the live-action movie. You know, he's not a particularly nice kid. He just happens to end up being the one with the powers, whereas, you know, I think in the original incarnation and and certainly in this animation he, he's more wholesome you know and how you you think a boy should be if he's going to be selected as someone who's uh pure of heart kind of thing it, it'd be someone like this not the not the douchebag we got in the films <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean he um he starts taking names with old superman though doesn't he yeah, or one, Black Adam. One happy about that, Dave. You know how much I like Superman. I was not happy. He, he, he did take him. I like some of the, the interactions. What I think I like with the Superman character, they don't pee about. Like you know, I, I don't. I, I don't. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Obviously, my favorite is Christopher Reeve. But there's no in between with the movies. It's one or the other. With this, it's purely the heroic chest out. This is Superman. You know, like that. That the way he speaks and everything is that how I imagine Superman to be, you know, this sort of uh, very well-meaning stand-up guy. And I, I like it in, the, in this, I really do. I think, you know, he does a good job, does Supes. You know, he does get his ass kicked a few times, which I'm not very pleased about, Dave. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's good. It's good. It is a good animation. I thought what what was nice, I think, was, you know, you you you're just looking at these as being carbon copies, aren't they? Whether it's Superman Shazam, whether it's Superman Black Adam. And you're thinking, well, these guys, you know, in the the unitards, just super strong and everything, super quick. They'll they'll just cancel each other out. But you know, you get that line of dialogue from Black Adam. He's like, ah, I see you've you've not 
mastered magic. And then Superman says, ah, but you don't have heat vision. <laughs> and I'm like, how does he know? He's just come and kicked his ass. He, how does he know he's not got that? <laughs> so I thought it was good. I thought it was good for the audience, you know, to to just tell us, okay, this is this is what differentiates them. But I had a quite like Black Adam to suddenly develop heat vision and say, <laughs> right, guess again. <laughs> yeah, let's go again. Yeah, <laughs> take off uh, Superman's undies or something, Dave. You know his full outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that did sound wrong that day, but I didn't mean that. I meant because on the outside of his outfit, I haven't got fantasies about Superman, but yeah. I think you have. <laughs> but no, I think it is, I'm moving fucking quickly on day. Uh, but yeah, it, I think it. I think it's one of them things, because it's so short, there's a lot of stuff to get crammed in. So obviously, he meets the wizard. Shazam goes in the train. He, he, he looks like he's going to get run over because Black Adam's chasing him down the subway. And he ends up inside the carriage, and that's when he meets the wizard and becomes Shazam, doesn't he? And when he goes up to Black Adam, obviously, he knows who he is, and he changes. And then you get the full <laughs> fight. But as in typical cartoon fashion, you get Black Adam going, yes. I'm not getting beat by no man boy. I was thinking, God, it's like bloody jungle, but this, you know, like man cub. But, but no, it is. It's a good, it is a very, very good animated short. It really is. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't, the wizard didn't tell this version, did he? That, you know, you, you kind of have to say the words. You have to say Shazam to turn. So, you know, little Billy Batson just goes up and he starts trying to, trying to take down Black Adam. I, I thought that was quite a comical little bit, that. Yeah, because he says, doesn't it help me, Shazam? And that's when he ends up changing, doesn't he? And the smoke yeah. and all that. But no, no, it is. It's good. It's good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the whole thing. And obviously, in the end, he gives Black Adam a good kicking, doesn't he? Superman gives him a bit, but then Shazam ends up sort of saving the day, doesn't he? And he's about to get killed, Dave, but the moral conscience of Superman comes in and is like, that's enough. You know, yeah. they, they don't, don't snap his neck for me, you know. And then uh, Talkie comes on, doesn't he? The, uh, that's the it, yeah. And says to him, Nunny, I'm going to send you 10,000 years away. So I'm thinking, well, he's going to be back pretty soon then, isn't he? <laughs> but then, see, I thought that was a little bit ambiguous. See, Torquay threatened that. But then Black Adam said the word, didn't he? He said Shazam to yeah. age himself instantly. So he didn't transport off. He just switched back from Black Adam to his older kind of mummified self and, and committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think this was animated, Dave. It sounds proper gruesome, doesn't yeah. it? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, but that's, it's clever how they did it because, you know, story, you know, if you sat there writing the script, that's, that's what's happened. He's like, oh, I'm not getting sent away for 10,000 years. Screw that. I'll just do myself in. But because <laughs> of the way he sort of, the dust just floats away there. It, you know what it's like, Chris? It's like Superman 2, where Superman mercilessly kills all of the other Kryptonians. He kills General Zod and Norm and Ursa. And because you've got the John Williams music blasting away there, everyone's like, yay, Superman. He's murdering everyone. <laughs> And then when Henry Cavill does it, and you've got all the serious music, and he's like got a, pulling a, a face on him, everyone's like, no, Superman wouldn't kill. It's, it's like that. If you just put it in the right context, have the right music to it, it can change how people feel about it. 
Yeah. So, yeah. That's a very good point, that, day. Very good point. And you're right. We mentioned that before in our Superman reviews. I mean, Man of Steel. Yeah. When he snaps General Zod's neck, that was just outcry, wasn't it? But where do you think General Zod went in Superman 2? He didn't just fall into a cloudy oasis to go on with this moment, did he? So <laughs> A bunch of cloudy pillows. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was told off for being a very naughty boy. No, he plunged <laughs> to his death. Yeah. <laughs> true. It's very true. I mean, I think the Batman cartoons do a good thing here that they're very convincing, especially the Mark Hamill run and stuff as the Joker. There is some bits, there's a lot of stuff that's cartoon, like where people end up tied up and stuff, but they do address a lot of things. It's more believable in that Batman world, I think, than the Superman world and this and Shazam, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think going back to that first Thunder story, I, th- I think you kind of get the, the same idea at the end here that, you know, Superman is, is aware of you know, Superman slash Billy Batson slash Shazam, Clark Kent, they they all know, you know, who their secret identities are and stuff. So, you know, the implication in the comics certainly is that, you know, Superman is going to go on to become a, a, a mentor for Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Dave. You're right. But, I mean, with that, should we go into our final review? Let's go. So I'll go ahead and go first this week if you want, Chris. So I have to say again, we we said it was going to be a little bit different. So it's not as deep as some of the movies that we go into. And this is just a very light, breezy, easy to watch. It's like 20 odd minutes long kind of animated show and although it's you know although it is animated this is not like x-men in the 90s cartoon style this this is uh it's got plenty of violence in there you know i think this is you know for the older kids possibly and so i I do i did really enjoy it i do have to say now this is probably not quite on the level of say a killing joke because I, i think that does have some very kind of realistic themes in it you know I, I, and i've kind of leaned towards that story just on its own uh, a bit more so I, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as that but i did really enjoy it and i've watched this a few times now it's just a great one to just stick on i enjoy this version of billy batson a lot more than i would say than i do in the in the more recent comics and the certainly the live action tv show so I'm going to go ahead and send this one to Atlantis. And I would say if if there's anyone who's fans of the live action movie, go ahead and try and get a, get a hold of a copy of this one. Or if you are signed up to the DC streaming service and you haven't bothered to watch this one yet, I would give it a go because it, it's just a lot of fun, this one. Now, Chris, how about yourself? Right, thanks, Dave. Yes. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to send it. In the middle, I think. I'm going to send it to Hall of Justice. It's a good little animated movie. Absolutely love it. Definitely watch it again. It's just not amazing. I still think the Hulk VX, uh, Hulk VX, Ben, Hulk V Wolverine was the favorite one I've seen so far, and Killing Joke. They're both fantastic. This isn't up to that level, but he's got Superman, and you know how much of a Superman fanboy I am. And I just think it tells the story really well. It's quick, efficient gets the job done and it does exactly what it says on the tin and, and long way to continue with us reviewing stuff like this because I think it's a good way to split it up, get in, get out, do a bit of a review 
and we move on to the next one. And I'm looking forward to some more of the DC stuff, especially the Batman stuff down the line as well, where we're going to get them uh, under the banner of Comics in Motion. So, no. So, it's Hall of Justice for me, Dave. So, if you do want to get in contact with the show, on Twitter, at Comics in Motion P. And if you want to email us, the Comics in Motion podcast at gmail.com. And if you do like the show, please get onto your podcast catching up, guys. It just helps us grow and gets us out there. And also which runs parallel to this podcast. We have the VHS Strikes Back, which myself and Dave go back and we review movies from about 2005 backwards that were all on VHS. Some that we've both watched as kids and some that we haven't. And this week's offering is actually a classic, which Dave has actually never forgiven me for. It's the 1989 WWF Hulk Hogan Vincent Kennedy McMahon written and produced movie No Holds Barred. And the less we say about that, the better. But it's a cracking episode. So get over to your podcast catching up, guys, and just put in the VHS strikes back and you will not be disappointed. It's a fantastic listen, mainly because for once it's Dave who's losing his shit, not me. So big thanks, Dave, again. Thank you so much, my friend. And we'll see you all next time. Bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. James Xavier. Go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome! Kneel before Zor! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. Good evening. This is ACAST Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Dating was hard enough before an international pandemic. Asking someone to meet me outside is indicative of how they feel. If they're willing to risk it, then they're in love with you. We all crave companionship, love, and intimacy. I feel like I need to make out with my dog just to see if I can remember how to. This podcast is a real-time look at dating with our new normal. This girl's like, I'm so bored, come over right now. I doubt a lot of guys are like, no, sorry, I'm trying to be safe. This is Dating Diaries, Quarantine Confessions. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.